Ladies Hi. and gentlemen, welcome back into the Buster Show podcast. We have a very special guest today, Holly Ladd, who is an expert in the health and nutrition sector. My friend, thank you for coming on. Thank you, Buster. It's so amazing to be here with you. And I'm just exciting to like excited to talk to you about this topic and, and your followers. It's a good one. A hundred percent. So we were just talking right before we came on air. I was giving a little bit of background context as to how back when I was younger, a year, two years ago, I used to work out a ton every day, but I ate super, super unhealthy. And it just, it just made me need to take naps every day. And I was missing meetings and it made me sleep longer than I needed to, or than I should have. And when I got up, I didn't even have that much energy. And then I started to change some of those things in quarantine on the eating front um, and on the working out front and realized that you actually end up with more energy rather than less when you do things right. So I think just a great place to start this off would be just to, to kind of give some of the people I imagine what they want in the sense of what are things, what are the best, most important things to get people more energy, like how I was Absolutely. miraculously able to do and want to do more? So that is a great question because we are taught to believe, or we are in a society that believes that energy comes from caffeine, comes from sugar, comes from you know, an energy bar or a cliff bar that that's going to give us this boost of energy or a Red Bull or, you know, something like that. And true, it's going to give you a, a burst of energy for the short term. But in the long term, it's going to deplete your body. It's putting chemicals, toxins into your body that just creates dysfunction with your, the very mechanism, the energy producing mechanism in our body that needs real whole foods. So you made the shift. You saw you had more energy when you started eating, probably, you know, things that weren't processed, things that didn't come in a box, cutting out sugar. Uh, our body needs nutrients, like real whole nutrients that come from whole foods from the earth. So plants, uh, clean meats, uh, whole grains, colorful fruits, water, <laughs> lots of water right? Why, why do you think it's so hard still though? Because you would think that evolution would lead us to a point where if I do what's right, I will want to keep doing it. Whereas yeah. I think that's true to a certain extent, but especially when you're starting, it's still really, really hard. Why do you think that is? Well, there are so many barriers, right? I mean, eating well is not convenient. It's not running to a fast food place and driving through and in 30 seconds, you've got yourself something to chow on and some calories to fill you up. It takes planning. It takes preparation. Uh, people think it takes more money, but actually it doesn't. But it's a little bit more inconvenient than just, you know, hey, I'm out. I'm just going to go grab a slice or, hey, I'm out. I'm just going to go grab a burrito. Uh, you have to kind of value it and make time in your life to make it important. And it's just something in our culture that we haven't prioritized. We haven't prioritized, like I know a lot of kids who grew up eating food that was cooked in a microwave. Their parents didn't know how to cook. They just threw something in the microwave, got takeout, got some pizza delivered. And so they're left at 18, 19 years old, not knowing how to cook. So they just keep, keep following what they did, what their parents did. 
So I think the convenience factor, we don't teach cooking in school, we don't teach about good nutrition in school. And just basically our whole society, it's changing, I think it's changing. But you know, the marketing messages we get, look at the ads on TV, you know, it's you know, Mountain Dew, it's Pizza Hut, it's yeah. Papa John's, it's, you know, any food that has to be promoted on TV, you pretty much don't want to eat. I want to ask you about something that I saw recently. And I, there was a lot of, uh, you know, lashback for this, but I saw it yeah. was like a, a waffle, a frozen waffle product that huh? was birthday cake flavored. Oh, and God. on the package, it said a nutritious breakfast option. Yes. And I was just like, oh my God, how is, how is that even legal? I know, I know. Well, I mean, now you're getting into a totally different topic of like government policies. Right, right, right. Supported, right. subsidized, you know, the processed food industry, who's paying what to whom. So, oh, and right. it's not regulated. You, you can slap any label on a product and say, you know, high quality nutrition, um, all natural, which means nothing. Uh, there's no regulation for all natural. So food companies can blatantly kind of lie on their packaging and not get called out for it, which is just a what? shame. Yeah. That's crazy. So what do people look out for when they're in the supermarket? So what people should look out for in the supermarket is from the people I work with, I say shop the perimeter. Like if you look at a grocery store, the perimeter of the grocery store is the produce section, the meat section. That's smart. <laughs> the dairy section, right? The perimeter is all the real food. And then down the aisles is the, cereal, the sugary cereals, the chips, the sugary drinks, the mac and cheese, the processed foods. Sure, there's some rice and some beans and you can find stuff in the aisles, it's fine. But shop the perimeter and then if there is something on a label that you can't pronounce, if there's like 50 ingredients in something and you can't, can't pronounce 10 of them, you probably don't want to eat it. Mm. So you have, to, you have to start just paying attention and not trusting what it says on the front of the box, but flip it over to the ingredients and decide, okay, this has, for example, let's take like pasta sauce. This has tomatoes, olive oil, garlic, basil, salt, pepper. Well, I know what all those things are. I think I can buy this pasta sauce. But if you took another jar of pasta sauce and it said uh, um, uh, high fructose corn syrup, sugar, tomatoes, some sort of flavoring, natural flavoring, and wasn't very specific about the ingredients, there's a reason they're not being specific. It's it's not natural. It's not what our body really wants. So does that help, you think? Yeah, a hundred percent. I think your your analogy of shopping the perimeter is very smart. I've never looked at a grocery from an aerial perspective mm -hmm. like that. Um, but it makes sense. And that's pretty yeah. much all of them. Yeah. It is. It is. And you know, they're just they're savvy. Food marketers are really savvy how they place products at the end dial that you you know, like, hey, let's get them to buy this and lots of it. So they're, you know, you're being manipulated every time you walk into a grocery store to buy stuff that you probably shouldn't be buying. Interesting. So what, yeah. what are the best ways? Because I even find this with myself. I'm, I'm in Whole Foods or wherever yeah. and I'm going down and I'm going for the meat. But then right beyond the meat, I see that box of cookies. And even yeah. as healthy as I've been eating, 
it gets yeah. me sometimes. It sure. still gets me. But yeah. my 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 real question off of that is is it okay to indulge occasionally or is that the gateway to lots of failure? That is a really great question. So I think it depends. So this is, it depends is the answer for everything regarding food. Right. Some people have highly addictive brain chemistry. Okay. That's you. That's me. You indulge in some cookies you're probably going to want more cookies and that'll lead you to want more and then more and more. And then you're in that space. Some people can have a couple cookies on a Wednesday and not think about it again until two months down the road and they don't have a problem with it. So I think you have to know what your biology does for you. And for some people, they have trigger foods and those trigger foods can be biological triggers, meaning your body craves them, your body reacts to them and wants more of them. Or there could be emotional trigger foods, right? Those comfort foods that you turn to when you're having a bad day and you're like, oh, I'm just going to get that pint of ice cream and eat the whole thing, right. which is emotional trigger food because you're having a bad day and you just want something to just stuff down all that emotional pain. Right. So, I mean, it really depends. But, you know, when you think about sugar, and I don't know if you know this, but sugar is like eight times more addictive in the brain than cocaine. What? Yeah. That's a great, that's a great fact. <laughs> yeah. Which is why we want it. It feels good. Hmm. That's super interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tricky one. It's and the other thing, the other thing to understand about humans is way back in the ancestral years, right? When we were walking the plains, when we were just out in nature, we are programmed to prefer sweet foods to bitter foods. The reason being is sweet foods are always, are never toxic or poisonous, but bitter foods can be poisonous or toxic. So we evolutionarily learn, okay, if it's sweet, we can trust it. If it's bitter, we have to be careful. Yeah. But that sweet meant like a carrot, you know, a sweet potato, a berry. It didn't mean, you know, super highly processed 32 teaspoons of sugar and a soda. Sweet. Right. Sodas yeah. are probably the craziest one to me. Yeah. I've always, I've really never drank soda ever in my awesome. entire life. That's fantastic. Um, just because I, I think I was lucky that A, it wasn't around very much, and B, yeah. I always hated carbonation in everything. Oh, good. Like water and, and whatever. Yeah. So my, my two-part question here is, A, does carbonation mean anything? Is it good or bad, or is it irrelevant? And B, how what what's a great alternative for people uh, who like soda and want to switch? Okay. Carbonation, not a problem. You can drink fizzy water not a problem. There's nothing that I know of that's like negative or harms the body from a carbonated beverage. However, if it's carbonated with tons of sugar, which all soda or even, um, you know, fake sugar, uh, aspartame, sucralose, Splenda. What, what diet is? All those diet sodas. They're even almost worse. Really? For you. Yeah. They I... have a huge cascade of issues in the body. Oh, man. They actually stimulate your appetite, so you'll eat more. 
when you drink diet soda. So you think you're like, oh, I'm drinking a diet Coke, it's fine. And then you're gonna crave carbohydrates. Your, bo your body doesn't think it ate anything and it wants something. Wow. But in terms of an alternative, there's some really great like flavored sparkling waters out there. I think it's a, it's a great option because you get the carbonation, you get a little bit of flavor, uh, you know, iced tea, nothing wrong with some unsweetened iced tea, some lemon in it. So I think the hard part, the hardest part, I think for most people is just adjusting their palate to not be getting super sweet things anymore. Mm. And so it takes a while. Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, what, what are some like tricks in, in the sense of, in, in terms of energy? Um, because I know for me, like there are certain things where, you know, I'll eat it. I won't have any like additional energy immediately. It's like, the, it's, it's healthy is like the opposite of unhealthy in the sense of, you know, when I used to drink Red Bull and, and stuff yeah. of that nature, I would, uh, I would feel great. I would get all yeah. the details done and then yeah. I would literally pass out. Whereas when I eat like almonds, broccoli and a <laughs> smoothie now, I'm like, Ugh. and then I feel great and I end up running faster than I did the day before. Yeah. Um, what are, what are some of those energy, long-term energy hacks that you can do throughout the day and does yeah. time of day have much of an impact? Yeah, no, I think that's a really subtle and nuanced question and a good one. Um, Again, it kind of depends. It depends on, see, this is the thing with nutrition is that everybody's body is just different. We have di different genetics. We have different dysfunctions. We have different uh, gut and our gut bacteria that drive things differently. But in general, you want to eat, every time you eat, you want to eat something with a protein. So that would be like an egg or some nuts or some meat or some beans if you're a vegetarian. Uh, a fat, healthy fat, so olive oil, avocado, coconut oil, coconut, nuts, another healthy fat, and then a carbohydrate, which is a vegetable, a fruit, some nuts, some whole, you know, brown rice or whole grains, quinoa. So the important part is that every time you eat, you're eating something that's a complete, that's complete. So it's got all three of those things mm -hmm. that are going to make your body have the most energy. And then you want to eat, and really it seems odd, but like vegetables yeah. over the long run are what our body really wants for energy. Hmm. We want healthy meats, right? We, we get amino acids, which are broken down from proteins that we eat. Amino acids fuel our mitochondria. So like there's this whole biological thing that happens when we eat. Right. And so what happens is you're not, like you said, you're not getting the Red Bull spike where all of a sudden it's like, Ding, I can do whatever I want for the next two hours and I can do it really fast and I can do it really well. Yeah, Tasmanian and kinda, devil. Yeah. And right. then you kind of crash afterwards. Right? Oh, every time, every time. Yeah. And then you're like, you need the nap. But if you eat, <laughs> yeah. but if you eat this way, you're not going to get those like spikes in energy. So you may not feel like you're having more energy, mm. but, but throughout the whole day, your energy stays at the, at the same level with maybe a little bit of dips and ups and downs throughout the day. Water wheel. But you're not going up and down, up and down, up and down, which is really hard for your body too. So I wanna ask, and you know, I, I can even give, give an example. 
a week and a half ago, I had a Chipotle burrito for the first time in a long time. Uh-huh. I passed out afterwards. Mm-hmm. I have not napped in six months. Yeah. I had this burrito and I passed out. I just, mm. I was like, I'm just going to lay down for a second. And then I died. Uh-huh. Literally. Yeah. Um, how, how bad are, because I was telling you before we came on the diet, the not diet, but just like the pattern that I've been trying to follow is very minimal sugar Mm -hmm. and if I can 30 or less grams of carbs or whatever per day it is there do you have any need for carbs or can you cut it out entirely and it's irrelevant well we have to be careful because vegetables and fruits are carbohydrates Okay, so I'm so referring to like bread products. Bread products, we don't need bread. We do not need white flour. We do not need processed, refined flour in any way, shape, or form. So that big old tor- flour tortilla mm-hmm. that was wrapping, you know, the insides of a Chipotle burrito are pretty good. Right. But wrapping it in that huge flour tortilla, that just gave you your body, and especially because you've been eating so well, your body didn't even know how to deal with it. It just burned through it and then crashed. Is that a thing? Because I've been eating yeah. healthy, the effects of eating unhealthy were worse than if yes. I was eating unhealthy the entire time? Yes. Wow. Yes. So you will know what affects you. Once you start cleaning up your diet and eating well, if you introduce something back in, like, for example, I don't hardly ever eat sugar. And right. if I go to a restaurant, I'm like, oh, that looks really good. I really just want to have some dessert. I have some dessert. I feel like crap. I sleep like crap. The next day, I don't have any energy. And it's because my body is like, no, we don't want that. And it does give you a signal to not eat it. Wow. So in terms of carbohydrates, it's, I think it's important that we get vegetables. It's important that we get colorful fruits, even like whole grains, so some quinoa, brown rice, um, oats, steel-cut oats. You want it in the most whole form as, pos- as you possibly can get it. There are minerals, there are essential minerals in, in some of those things. Um, but if it's ground, if it's like a flour, just, we don't need it. Hmm. We just don't and need it. Always brown rice over white rice? Yeah, and so rice is a really complicated conversation. Uh, brown rice, is better for our digestion. It slows us down. It's got the hole around the rice. However, rice, for whatever reason, picks up arsenic. So a lot of brown rice in your diet is probably not a good thing. Every once in a while, if you're going to have rice, brown rice over white rice is probably better. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. That makes sense. Um... I mean, weird right that our food that rice has arsenic in it but it comes up from the uh groundwater that's super interesting yeah for people how much of when when you're starting to eat healthy when you're starting to diet or whatever you're doing really in terms of eating is momentum based do you think um because i i've just with my own experience i notice you know maybe it relates to the last topic we were talking about in the sense of if you eat healthy and you eat something unhealthy it Mm-hmm. feels terrible yeah as opposed to eating unhealthy the entire time it feels normal or yeah. if you're healthy the entire time it feels normal mm-hmm. how much of it do you think is momentum based and people just like sucking up and doing it to start and then them feeling better yeah i think it's uh i do think there's some momentum behind it 
I, do, I also think it's very hard to go 100% from eating, you know, McDonald's, Pizza Hut, Wendy's, Coke, uh, cereal, bagels as your whole way of eating and just go, going cold turkey and switching to another way. Yeah. Some people can do it. Some people can do it and they're really successful at it, but it's hard and your, your body's going to rebel and you probably will feel a little bit crappy as you're detoxing the sugar and detoxing the chemicals from all the processed food. So, you know, sometimes I just say, start with, start with the easiest meal of the day that you think that you can eat healthily. For a lot of people, it's salad at lunch as opposed to a sandwich. Mm. Or maybe it's breakfast. You can have a smoothie instead of a bagel. So whatever it is, whatever meal it is, maybe start with one meal. Get that meal down, then add in another meal. And then slowly, you know, take yourself off if you're drinking, you know, what are those big gulps like 64 ounces? I don't even know how many ounces they are. You should drink that much water. (laughs) Yeah, if you're drinking a big gulp a day, so let's let's not get rid of it. Just have like a 16 ounce soda a day. And just slowly work your way back to nothing. But yes, it is. Mo- I think it is momentum based because if you get off your off your ride of clean eating, right. it's very easy to go back the other way. So I want to ask you. This is this is an interesting take that I heard. I had um, her name's uh, Alicia Newman. She's mm-hmm. a, a Canadian Olympic pole vaulter. She has wow. a ton of records and medals yeah. and whatnot. And when she came on, I asked her about her best tips for dieting and eating healthy. And she told me something that I immediately implemented into my life. She said Mm -hmm. that um, whenever you're feeling like a craving for sugar, Mm -hmm. always eat fruit first. And if the fruit satisfies that urge, which it will 90 plus percent of the time or whatever, then you're set. And if it doesn't, then you go for the candy. Then you go for whatever else that is. Is that something that you've ever found useful or or similar things to that whereas like there are tricks like when if I think sugar if I think cookie like are there other things I can go for that'll satisfy that that are healthy well I think that fruit yes going to to a piece of fruit some you know strawberries some blueberries some banana great the other thing is that sometimes our brain thinks we're hungry and we're craving sugar but we're really dehydrated so I tell people drink 12 ounces of water and wait 15 minutes and see what happens. Interesting. Yeah. I like that as well. I will implement that as well. So now you have two tips. Now I have two (laughs) tips. I'm locked and loaded now. (laughs) I want to ask you about something. I've heard a few friends talk about this and I've never done it personally. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's it's a mental hurdle that I still have to Mm -hmm. get over, but intermittent fasting. Yeah. Are you a fan? Or are you not a fan? I'm a total fan. Okay. Yeah. How, what, what are the benefits? Why should somebody like myself consider doing it? And yeah. how should one go about doing it? Yeah. So intermittent fasting, first and foremost, isn't for everyone. Like, I don't want to say that everybody's going to be successful with it, especially if you have a high metabolism or a thin person, mm. uh, because you will run out of energy and it really won't be healthy for your body to to deprive it of food for very long and then start losing weight. And, you know, we don't want somebody who's thin to keep losing weight. Right. But for um, many people, they experience increased energy, increased mental sharpness, increased focus, 
uh, some weight loss. It, it's a great thing for your metabolism. It's a great thing for your body to just rest. You know, we're constantly stuffing crap in our mouth in our society. You know, we're right. eating snacks and this and that, and your body needs time to just do nothing but digest and process and clean itself out. You know, like you were on your computer 24 seven and it never shut down it never turned off. At some point it's going to crash. Yeah. You know, so it's just like your body. It just needs that time, you know, to turn it off, to sleep, to digest. And that's what intermittent fasting does. And a lot of people experience amazing results from like a, you know, 14 to 16 hour fast which would be, you know, let's say you get done with dinner by seven. Uh, you would then eat your next meal at 11 the next day. So it's not crazy. Not you crazy. Eat a lot beforehand and <laughs> eat a lot after. And the, the nice thing about it is, is that really, you're really only, it's depending on how long your fast is, but you have like an eight to 10 hour window when you're eating and you just can't, over, I mean, you just can't eat that much. You get full. Yeah. But the important thing, the super important thing about intermittent fasting is if you're going to do it, you've got to do it with good food. Yeah. Don't intermittent fast eating processed foods, sugar. It will mess you up because you will not have enough nutrition to get you through 12, 14 to 16 hours. That's so I've seen people try to intermittent fast, you know, eating sugared yogurt and uh, pasta and, and it just doesn't work. So mm. it, you have to be careful how you implement it. I want to ask you a question. This, this is something that I've just personally been wondering. So I heard that um, the current sitting president drinks 13 Diet Cokes a day. What does something like that do to your body? <laughs> Well, not good things, right? Uh, <laughs> you're, you're probably, you know, and our president's a little bit overweight and you can see yeah. the diet sodas <laughs> do not make you thin. If anything, <laughs> they have the opposite effect. You know, they yeah. can impact your thinking, you know, your, your, your chemicals. It's, it's really not, I mean, you're, you're basically just putting fake food into your, your fake substances into your body. And it just is not a good thing for the long run. And I used to be a six pack of Diet Coke a day girl. I loved it. It was wow. great. And then I stopped in my 20s, I think. And I'm so happy I did because now I know that I was not doing myself a favor. Wow. Yeah. So we were talking about this earlier, but the majority of the people who listen to this are, you know, on the younger end. Yep. And yep a lot of whom are athletic and do sports and stuff like that. But a lot of what, a lot of whom I'm sure were like me in the sense of yeah. you know, just getting started in learning this health mm -hmm. and nutritional world. And you were talking about the importance of starting to eat healthy at around the age of 20, 25 and whatnot, mm -hmm. as opposed to 40. What are the, what do those benefits look like? long-term for somebody like around my age who starts yeah. out. So are you, you know, uh, chronic disease, diabetes, uh, met uh, metabolic syndrome, uh, autoimmune disease, cancer, um, heart disease, 
these are all things that are really related to diet. And it's not like all of a sudden you're 50 years old and a switch flips and you have heart disease. That's been starting since you were in your 20s. It's not like all of a sudden you have diabetes. You've, had, you've been creating dysregulation in your blood sugar over 20 years. Mm. So the thing I think we have to understand about disease and illness is that it just doesn't happen in a vacuum. It happens from years and years and years and years and years of not giving your body what it really needs to function. So the sooner you can start eating better, the better your chances of never having any sort of chronic disease, avoiding you know, medical bills, avoiding the hassle of you know, doctors and medications that don't, all, don't really work for chronic disease. Right. Um, and just feeling, you know, you're not gonna get the dad gut you're not going to get the mom gut. You're just going to have more energy to do and live out your dreams. And so it's also really important for your listeners, right, to love yourself and to dream big and to feed yourself well so that you can, you know, reach that goal, that vision that you have for your life. Oh, yeah, that's literally the best pitch you could have given for eating healthy. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, it's, it makes perfect sense, and it's super important. And then how, how much would you say, um, how much of, like, being physically fit mm-hmm. would you say is working out, and would you say is dieting? Oh, now you've opened a big can of worms because it's, yes, because it's not just those two things. And I wanted to, I really wanted to bring this up today. When we think about nutrition, we generally think of what we eat, Mm -hmm. but let's broaden our perspective of nutrition as anything that comes into our body, into our eyes, into our ears, into our mouth, into our skin. All of that is nutrition. So if you're watching uh, stressful the news or stressful upsetting shows or horror movies all the time, if your relationships aren't good and you have a bunch of stress, if you're not, um, if you're putting on like toxic products, you know, that have chemicals in them, you're not doing, you're really, it all matters in addition to eating well and working out and being fit and being active. Interesting. And so we want this, what we call primary food is actually our relationships. How much fun do we have? How much joy do we have in our life? How much playtime do we have? What are the qualities of our relationships? That's the good stuff. That's the primary stuff that's the juice. And the secondary food is the stuff we put in our mouth. And yes, it's vitally important. But, you know, I've seen people that eat a perfect diet who still get sick because they're stressed out, they're overworked, they're, they don't sleep, they don't take care of their relationships, and they're, they, they just, they get sick. So it's beyond food. Nutrition is more than food. And of course, fitness and exercise is, the, there's no pill that can do it. Uh, exercise can do for your body right and I think you know that's why 
any anything like that and i, I compare it often in, in you know, business or social media world to just working hard you can't yeah. you just can't it's one of the few things that you can't replace right um and you know to, to hear that that's obviously true in the, in the fitness world you know is something i think about a lot as well how does stress have an impact on your physical health so think about stress like back in ancestral times again i'm going to take you back to the, the savannah right where we're walking the plains yeah stress was you're being chased down by a lion stress was you got to run and so what happens when we release stress hormones everything that's non-essential shuts down so digestion reproduction uh what else? Those are the two main ones. But anything that's not essential for running away from that lion in that moment is is shut down. Like you don't need anything but circulation, right. blood, heart rate, so you can run as fast as you can and be safe. And then when we know we're safe, we go back to our calm and go keep walking the plains looking for our food. Interesting. But what happens today in our world is that we're chronically stressed. And so we're, our body thinks we're constantly running after that lion, running away from that lion. And yeah. so it's releasing this hormone called cortisol, which just has horrible effects. It's an anti-nutrient. It eats, depletes nutrients. It ruins your gut health. It it's, it's elevates your blood. It's just, it's just a very destructive thing. It's very important because we need to be able to, you know, in a car, avoid a car accident. It, you know, it, it comes in handy. But gosh, it's not in today's world when, you know, phones are, no, you're getting notifications up the wazoo, you're, uh, you know, you have, you're overbooked, you're overcommitted, you have too much going on, you want, don't want to let everybody down. That is just, that adds up over time. And again, leads to poor, you know, poor biology, inflammation, poor gut health, poor energy. So stress is a huge thing huge thing yeah no it's super interesting I've, I've never heard somebody break it down in the sense of um having fun being a primary food i definitely uh i definitely agree with that because yeah. you know, i i always you know try to lead people and it's awesome to see that you've obviously done this but i lead people to follow to no matter what they do to try to make their life around the things that, that they enjoy the most so absolutely at, all costs like if you love like one of the big things i'm into is like collecting sports cards so if you love collecting sports cards make yeah. that a business do everything you can right. to do it because then by default like you've been talking about you're gonna have less stress because mm -hmm. you're having more fun yes you know? and things yeah. like that are just gonna are only gonna benefit whereas like if you're not doing something you love yet or like myself when i was in school mm -hmm very unhappy mm -hmm. and you know on the school subject not to digress too far but man they got to do better at getting healthy food oh they do it's very sad it's very sad and you wonder why we don't perform well you wonder why your kids aren't aren't learning aren't doing well on out after school every day and yeah. now i know why because they had fried mac and cheese filled yeah. chicken nuggets what Gross. the hell is that Oh. what the hell is that <laughs> you know you know they used to have schools used to have like back 50 years ago schools used to have kitchens in them 
and at least they were making food in the school. They were cooking it in the school. Now they have just big old ovens for reheating frozen stuff. They don't even have a kitchen. It's just a bunch of reheating. You know, you get the frozen food, you put it in there, you reheat it, you put it in the tray and serve it to the kids. And it's really, and I know there are some places that are doing great things, right? New York is experimenting with bringing in fresh gardens and school gardens. And there are some places that are doing it, but you're right, Buster, by and large, man, schools are failing. Schools are failing our kids. Damn. So what, if you, if you could change anything, or if you could tell everybody one piece of advice for the 10 year old listening to the, you know, 75 year old out there, what, what is the number one thing to change when it comes to your health and, and nutrition? Oh gosh. Uh, you know, I'm going to sound like a grandma, but eat your vegetables. That's the Find the vegetables you like and eat them. There's mm. nothing, you know, they have so many important things in them that we can't get from any other thing that we put in our mouth. So learn how to like broccoli, learn how to like Brussels sprouts. They're really good if you roast them, they get kind of sweet, you know, learn how to like greens because it's, that's what we really, really, our bodies crave and really mm. wants. And now last, last main thing here, sure. what's the biggest thing to stay away from? If I'm going to stay away from one thing, I'm never going to touch it again. Uh-huh. What am I never touching? Sugar. Sugar. That's the one. I would say that's the one. I mean, there are a few up there, but I would say sugar is the biggest problem that we have. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So I hope that helps. It will. It definitely will. Um, I, I want to ask you as well, where can people find you best if they want to, you know, ask for your expertise or help or work with you or anything in that capacity, where, where can people find you best? Uh, they can, you can email me directly. Uh, it's hollyladhealthcoach at gmail.com. So I'd appreciate an email or my website is hollyladhealthcoaching.com. Amazing. Well, Holly, thank you so much. This has been awesome. super educational. I really appreciate it and definitely would love to have you back on sometime in the future. Well, I am excited that you're doing this and uh, I appreciate that you've made big changes in your life and I congratulate you on your accomplishments Thank you. and just love it that you're feeling so good. So let's keep it going. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. All right, everybody. See you guys.